0: What is up, everybody? Back again. Another exciting week. A lot of things happened this last week. This is the preview episode. Or actually, not the preview. This is the recap episode. We're doing the preview a little bit later. Um, but this is going to be recapping the week. Uh, what a lot of things did happen. The rankings are coming out here pretty quick, so pretty excited for that. Uh, there was a about well, four or five games that I really highlighted that I really liked a lot. Um, that I want to dive into as far as who lost. Rankings are going to be shaking up because of this loss, which I'm excited for. But as always, this is the Fan Section podcast for fans by fans from across the college landscape from Section 100 to Section 300. Bleachers down to the suite. So we welcome everybody. Uh, if you want to get in the mailbag, thefansection1 Gmail, the at gmail.com. If you want to get over at our Twitter handle, thefansection. Uh, we're also up on Instagram as well, um, so go ahead and give us a like and a follow. I've been posting all the episodes and all the content up there that we've been doing as well. So, like I said, this is the recap week um, episode for the week. Did you see any – obviously, there was exciting games. What games that piqued your interest at all, if any? Not really.
1: I, I was really impressed with the Pitt Panthers. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, this is a week after North Carolina knocked off Wake Forest for their mm-hmm. first loss on the season, and they traveled to Pitt, and, and Sam Howell and Ty Chandler and that uh, North Carolina squad looked real tough. Yeah. And yeah. it just bowed their back. Your guy, Kenny Pickett, had a great I know, game.
0: I know. That's definitely one of the games I wanted to highlight, was for sure. Because Pickett's in. So, fun fact. Side note. The Broncos general manager and three scouts from two other NFL teams, but the Broncos head scout and GM, were at the UNC-Pittsburgh game looking. And it was rumored that they were looking at Kenny Pickett. And they were also kind of eyeing Sam Howell as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, both I, I went into detail on Pickett as far as like, I think he has a weak arm, but his mechanics kind of make up for that. So, but he had a really good day. I mean, if you're going to shine out, that's the day to shine out. You know what I mean? Especially when you know who's going to be there. I'm sure they, he was
1: told. How much so. do you think Sam Howell's stock has dropped? Like, it, as opposed to if he would have tried to go pro last year.
0: I think if he would have gone pro last year, he would have been still right where I have him, which would be in the second or third round for yeah. sure. Um, I don't think his... He, he was coming in as a projected for, you know number one overall pick. Right. And so, yeah, obviously you take a big hit from that because UNC just hasn't done well. Um, but I never had him as that. I always had him in a second or third round grade. I thought he was... He he was very raw as a prospect. Right. Definitely but that's all the quarterbacks in this class, honestly, outside of Corral. They're really all raw. None of them are gonna none of them should come in and start day one. Like they probably need about eight or nine weeks of sitting behind a vet, learning how to play, um, learning the NFL, and learning how to study film, honestly, and then working on their footwork, because they all have bad footwork in, in NFL terms. Great in college, but bad in the NFL. So that's a little tidbit as far as that. But um, let's just dive right into it, man. So the Pitt-North Carolina game, you mm-hmm. said it. The Pittsburgh defense showed up, stopped them, Pickett goes for 346 and three TDs. Does this put Pittsburgh a chance to finish for a New Year's Six Bowl? I'm not going to say Final Four.
1: I think so. Yeah. They control their destiny. Mm-hmm. If they beat uh, Virginia next week, yeah. then they're into the ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. There's an outside shot. That Clemson could maybe make make it from the other division, yeah. but it's almost certainly going to be against Wake Forest. Oh. They control their destiny. I mean, if they if they win the last two games and they beat Wake Forest, yeah, then I think they're going to you know probably the uh, Cotton Bowl. I think if, well, the Cotton Bowl is the playoff, so that's the semi-final. Oh yeah, right. So. so you think like a Sugar Bowl? Sugar Bowl, yep, that's right. Can you yep, imagine, like, a Bama versus Pitt? <laughs> I mean, that'd be a... I, I wouldn't. Or Ole Miss versus Pitt. Or Ole yeah. Miss, yeah, if, if Bama's in it there,
0: for against sure. against Matt Corral, that'd, like be really you're cool. about. that'd be really cool to see. Um, and oh, that'd be good for the Over-under on that game would be, like, 87 points. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I would take the over, honestly. I really would, especially for those teams. Um, And then the other game I highlighted, I don't know if you had this on your list, too, was Michigan versus Penn State. So... My And I wrote this, Michigan beating Penn State. Penn State was obviously a top-ten team. Michigan was coming in as a top-ten team, um, potentially a playoff team. Is But they kind of fell out of love after the Michigan State loss. Does this win now put them back in the playoff conversation?
1: I mean, there's there's sort of the carousel of three teams, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I think – I mean, Michigan already lost to Michigan State. And I think you and I both – agree and believe Ohio State's probably going to win out yeah more than likely you know but but um, but they look good and I mean it's it's a it's we've returned back to the Jim Harbaugh era of winning 10 games yeah so you know Michigan fans aren't going to be satisfied with it because they lost to Michigan State and they're going to lose to Ohio State but you know what 10 and 2 is 10 and 2
0: yeah I mean there's a lot of teams that struggle to get 10 wins we all know that
1: I wanted Um, to know your thoughts though regarding this game Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo combined for five sacks in the game on either side of that defensive line. Pro prospects, both of them, right? I've said, yeah, Aiden, for sure. Um, I've said this before.
0: Michigan, I think, is the most complete team in the country. Like, top to bottom, they don't have that star. Aiden is quickly becoming a star, for sure. um, But they don't really – they're not doing it – by one player they're doing it with everybody they're relying on their defense relying on their passing game, relying on on really really good receivers getting open um i just think it's really they're a good team to watch honestly like fundamentals very very sound and whatever heart <laughs> this class for whatever reason i think was harbaugh's like second or third class um and they just bought into the culture so good for him this 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 season bought him another year for sure like we we both said at the beginning he's on the hot seat. If they don't win, I think they don't have to win the Big Ten now. I think they can go yeah. ten wins. Even if they go nine wins, I just think based on um, yeah. But Michigan fans
1: are ridiculous. Well, I think they're. If I don't they know. Lose to Ohio State, they're going to be. Oh yeah, great, great yeah, player.
0: yeah. Rightfully, I mean, what that he's ev oh nine against them lifetime. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And
1: again, let me reiterate from our previous podcast. That means Jeff Brom, the Purdue head coach, has a better record against Ohio State. Oh, my God. So brutal. That's so brutal. The spoiler makers, man. The spoiler makers. Uh, <laughs> One thing interesting, though, just to add real quick for to it. this game uh, that I thought was, was, was interesting, like I said, is uh, you, know, don't, you don't have Blake Corum. Hassan Haskins doesn't get any touchdowns rushing. You had three touchdowns passing from Cade McNamara. Mm-hmm. It's been an Achilles heel for them all year. They can't pass the ball in the red zone. They seem to have figured something out in the second half of this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're like,
0: okay, like as far as the – I mean, realistically, Michigan is just, like I said, they're just that complete team. They, they're finding ways to win. They're finding ways. To, and it's not like they don't know what to do when they have the lead either. A lot of teams you you find in college struggle because they're not used to being. like. That's why I was kind of concerned with Georgia. Like, okay, let's wait till week five. If they're undefeated, cool. Sure. Okay, let's wait week, week six. Let's see how they handle some adversity. I mean, they got adversity against Tennessee. They really did. Um, but it's like one of those things where kids that you just don't know how they're going to respond. And I, I think Michigan – that's just credit to their coaching staff. Say what you want about the coaching staff. Yeah, they're bad against All State, but they seem to be doing pretty good against everybody else. Um, it does raise the question though is was Franklin
1: taking this loss, do you think he's going to be on the hot seat next year? Not on the hot seat, but I think the the rumors that have been brewing about him leaving for USC. Yeah. I don't think USC maybe wants him anymore.
0: I think they would take him because based on what he's done,
1: I mean, he'd take a couple losses for sure. USC would kill for a bowl win. They are, like, you know, I mean, and again, keep in mind, this was a team, like you mentioned, that was top 10 earlier in the year. Yeah. If you if you combine their last season's record with this re- the season's record, it's over the last two seasons, night they're like a 500 team. Yeah, night and day.
0: It's, it's crazy. Uh, is this season an
1: anomaly for Michigan? Well, I think last season was an anomaly for Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> because they were terrible, but that was an anomaly for many teams. Right. I, I just, I don't, I think Franklin's options, whether he wanted to leave or not, we'll never know, right? Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's a Penn State guy, yeah. through and through. But if he did want that USC job, I think the interest is drying up, with them now having, you know, four losses. So we'll see how they yeah. finish up. There's the a
0: lot of coaches that are potentially available. You know what I mean? And we can talk oh, about yeah. that for sure. Um, but. The next game I wanted to talk – unless you had a game that you was really, really like okay. your iron, But it was Baylor versus Oklahoma. So down goes Oklahoma. <laughs> Finally we can – we and I, so I was wrong, uh, but I was technically right. So two things can be true at the same time. I said that, that with Caleb Williams, this is a playoff team. Well, they brought in Spencer Rattler because Caleb Williams couldn't – was Spencer Rattlering it. Like he was playing oh, wow. terrible this game. He got benched. They put in Spencer Rattler. He still can't move the offense. Shows us what we've known. He just couldn't – he just got so much hype. All And I feel – I really do feel bad for the kid. I kind of do because um, he didn't do anything to deserve this. You know what I mean? Like, um, But they couldn't score. They for, They scored 14 points. Baylor just rolls them. It mm-hmm. wasn't even a contest. Yeah. So now Oklahoma, good for them. They can focus on the SEC and they can move forward with Williams. <laughs> that's that's their goal. Move forward with Williams and focus on the SEC. You've got a pretty solid mm-hmm. class led by Gavin sachuk and Relique Brown coming in next year which is what you need in the SEC. You need two really good running backs to do anything because there's a lot of pro defenses, pro style defense are going to go against. You have to run and set up the pass. I just hope that Oklahoma doesn't take another loss this week coming up against Iowa State. Because if they do, then you have a real code of controversy on your hands and Rattler might not transfer at that point.
1: Like, Oh, yeah, I mean... and. and- and if you don't think there is a chance Iowa State could beat them, no, you're I kidding do. yourself. I absolutely do. Who's the only team that beat Oklahoma State? Iowa State. Iowa State. Right. I mean yeah. Iowa State still they still have Reese Hall. Yeah. They still have Brock Purdy. And they're getting up for this game. They yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so yeah, Oklahoma might not be out of the woods just quite yet. Isn't it interesting how college football works? Just last week, in their first game after Gary Patterson was fired, mm-hmm. TCU beats Baylor. Shut down their run. It wasn't even close. The very next week, <laughs> Baylor beats Oklahoma. TCU gets absolutely crushed by Oklahoma State. It's just how any, does that happen? Any given Saturday, man. That's, I, the, that's, that's why, the that's why that's why we, awesome. we talk about like Georgia, Alabama, some of these teams. You know, and and I believe some of them are overhyped and whatever. I mean, we talk about Notre Dame or, but that but it is true. Dude, it is sorry. so difficult to continue week after week after week. Yeah. with with these. You know, with th- these kids, I think it's more along less
0: being because you hear it strive for perfection. I feel like it's more strive for consistency. Mm-hmm. Each week, week in week out. Yeah. Okay, one game at a time. And it's such a cliche to say, but it's so true yeah. that you, if you get caught looking ahead, you're going to get beat because you're not being consistent in your weekly preparations. You're not being consistent in your weekly film study. Because don't get me wrong, if there's a chance, you're telling me if I'm if I'm Caleb Williams, for example, I'm not worried about. I'm not. I'm kind of looking ahead. Really, I yeah. might be. I might be like kind of diving into some film on Georgia. I might be diving into some film on Bama because those are the teams I end up
1: would like to play. Right. Well, I told you this two weeks ago. People were talking about Caleb Williams in the Heisman conversation. No, yeah, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was playing well. You know what I mean? But not well. He had only played two games. It just goes uh, to
0: show. Sets and Bennett's now in the Heisman conversation. (laughs) So it's like, okay, God. And if if he wins that, or if he comes close, if he's a finalist, holy Georgia fans would. Half of them would be happy. Half the the other half would like would just blow their brains out. he
1: he might. He
0: might. I (laughs) know. That's why it's crazy. Which also just further proves that JT Daniels might be coming back because his draft stock has a first-round pick. It's it's up in the air. He could go one through five. I mean, I would think his talent-wise is he's a first-round talent-wise, but he hasn't put enough product on the field to be that. I mean, in, since USC to Georgia, he's only played really like – he's only played like 12 games. So, yeah, Crazy. And then um, the other game I had was Ole Miss versus AM. So Ole Miss destroys AM, and corrals back in the mix for Heisman, and the West is now Bama's to lose, which if you're a Bama fan, that's great. If you're an SEC West fan, that's not good at all because Auburn just, as we found out, Bo Nix broke his ankle, so he's likely out for the year. I don't think TJ Finley has enough in the tank to beat Bama. Um, I'm not saying lock it up. I'm not... Yeah, I'm just saying that... Saying that I think... <sighs> It's just one of those things where it's like, if you, T.J. Finley just can't do it. Obviously, I don't, I don't trust him. But I'm, I'm also saying don't, don't pencil in Bama, but put him in in like light pencil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like on the mechanical point two, right now as as listed for the SEC title game. Well, so,
1: and you were a guy who thought before, obviously before Bo Nix got hurt, that obviously,
0: that Auburn yeah. had a
1: chance to beat Alabama. Now, I think probably we'd both agree Arkansas has the better chance. Right? Arkansas
0: absolutely does have the better chance with yeah.
1: KJ Jefferson
0: – but I don't think that they're going to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just It's a game that I think they need to be on upset alert for. Um, and it's Alabama. They really, as we talk about, we, they haven't been consistent. They really haven't. Their offense has been, but their defense is, is literally a waterfall. Like they allow so many points on any given week, and you're just like, what is going on? This isn't a Saban-led defense. This isn't really a Saban-led team. It's almost like his assistant is leading the team, and Saban's just kind of phoning it in.
1: And everybody's been talking trash about, well, Bill O'Brien and the offense. The offense has been the only consistent thing for Alabama. Exactly. The defense hasn't. But along that line, I wanted to ask you about I did not know the unit that won this game for Ole Miss. Was their defense? Yeah, I did not know that their know. defense was capable of doing this. I didn't know they had they a defense. They completely shut down
0: AnM's offense. I really thought it was going to be Taylor Taylor Calzada because, like I, we talked about in the previous pass or previous podcast, Calzada is getting more comfortable in that offense as it goes along, and I'm excited for his future. I really am. I think he's going to be a quarterback to. Coming into next season, he should be on the all-SEC list, honestly. Like, he really should be as a quarterback, depending on if JT Daniels comes back, But and obviously Bryce Young. But he should be among the top three in the SEC. Um, I just think that it was kind of a shock for me. I didn't realize that it was going to be that low. But you said the defense kind of showed up, and it's like, all right, cool.
1: Good A&M for Ole zero miss. points at halftime.
0: Yeah, which is nuts. I, was it one of those things where it was just like they just couldn't get anything going?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think – I think straight up they, they Calzada looked like he looked against Colorado mm. for the first time since then. Yeah. He looked confused. So he had, I don't really know. They were scheming the defense somehow. It wasn't like they were pressuring him. Yeah. They set back in different look coverages and he just he couldn't figure out how to read them. That's crazy.
0: Uh yeah. If I'm am a and I still don't understand why they don't use Wiedermeyer as much as they should. Mm-hmm. He's a mismatch. He's basically like Kyle Pitts Jr. Um, and then moving forward after that game is the other game that I want to highlight was San Diego State beats Nevada. But Carson Strong in this game looked really good. 350 yards, three TDs. Uh, he did make a case for the second quarterback off the boards for sure. So if you're a general manager looking for a quarterback like my Broncos are, I would consider Carson Strong as well.
1: I really would. Yeah. He ended up with a good stat line, but oh, yeah. when you look at the at the game, I mean, this was a strange one. I can't believe San Diego State pulled this off. To be honest with you, I mean, they shut out Nevada in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then it's just one touchdown in the second, third, and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They they basically had let's see, what did they end up with? Eight rushing yards. Nevada did. That's it. That's, all they had was Carson's run. Yeah, and that's all they've had pretty much all season, really. I mean, they've they've had good run,
0: you know, good run plays here and there, but they go as Carson Strong goes. And
1: my guy, I know we don't want to spend too much time. No, on you good. But my guy, I told you when we were talking about awards, Matt Ariza yes. for the Lou Groza yeah. or for the Ray guy, the kicker, <laughs> the man, three of four uh, on field goals, two of two on extra points. So he got 11 points plus five punts. One of them, the long, was uh, 62 yards. Jesus, I mean, this dude. This dude is like a, a mini Pat McAfee, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 think he, he could find a spot in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely, and you know kickers like that are very,
0: very valuable for sure. Um. But, yeah, those are my ga- Those are my teams or games that I kind of wanted to highlight. I took some quick notes on, dove into the – as far as a little bit of – I didn't really dive into the Ole Miss AM game. I was really more watching Corral. I just watched the offensive sets. I didn't really watch the
1: actual full game. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely kind of want to go back and look at the defense and be like, what the hell happened? Well, one thing we were talking about when we just watched the rankings be announced, and this is a game I want to just take a quick minute about, is mm-hmm. the Notre Dame 28-3 over Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now, Virginia's been a good – Team and they have the third leading passer in the country, Brennan Armstrong. But he didn't play in this game, mm. he had a rib injury, and so they started their freshman, Jay. Uh, what is that, Wolf Wolf I mean, so you know, Notre Dame gets a good win, I guess it's impressive. I, I don't see much difference between Notre Dame's win here and Oregon's win, or you know what I mean? Some or- of the other, no,
0: no, I don't. I just know that Oregon has a very tough matchup this coming week yeah. and that's against Utah. So, Oh, well, I'm confident you're yeah. going to lose to Utah. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> Cause that's what pac 12 does. But yeah, <laughs> no. no, you're right. I think, um, the fact, but the fact that Armstrong didn't play, yeah, that has a big, it's like take out Carson, strong to Nevada, right. Nevada doesn't score a point. It's exactly. The same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it just is kind of what it is. Um, but this has been the uh, recap episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We covered a lot. We we went a little little bit of notes we took as far as the teams. Um, It was shorter, but we're like we said, we're gonna start cutting down on some of the teams we've we've actually watched. Um, Some good teams kind of are gonna be. We're still gonna mention some of the little teams like SCSU, Nevada, stuff like that, mainly because of the draft hype with some of the players around it. Um, But don't think that we don't think your team is good. It's not the case at all. We actually really love talking about. We just there's just not enough time sadly to talk about all these teams. But having said that, like this has been the fan section episode for the recap of the week. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. That is Tyson. I am Alan, and we are out.